0: Content may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. Listeners to WTF You're Talking About, the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do. I'm Katie. And I'm Decker. And we're here to ask each other, what the fuck are you talking about? So here's how it goes. We have six categories of topics, and the next episode's contents will be determined by the role of a die. The categories are true crime, paranormal, history and education, science and technology, entertainment, and current events. We're going to use an eight-sided die. So if you roll a one, you're going to roll a six-sided die for those same six categories. And if you roll an eight... Then you're going to... Nope, I... Yep. Back that up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second.
0: I was like... Why are you rolling this die? Nope, you're, so you're going to roll a six-sided die for those same six categories, except it has to be local. So Idaho or any state. Bordering Idaho. And then if for the you, one. Correct. And then if you roll an eight, it's a wild, and you can talk about whatever you want. Yeah.
1: Well, let's, let's go ahead and get into it, Decker. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, um... I rolled entertainment last time, and God help me if I didn't, but <laughs> uh, it's like, actually signing it really fast, I was looking at this, and I was like, this is, this is a prism, yeah? I, I mean, it's, a, it's so? a diamond, but it's kind of like, I think it's technically kind of like a prism, I mean, it's not the pyramid prism. For those of you listening, he's talking about a D8. A D8, yes, and so I was looking at it, and I was like, what if there was a prison that was a prism, but it was standing like this? Like, how much torture would that be? Because like you would never really be able to stand like flat on level. Like the individual level. cell. Was yeah, like each that? cell would be like this, and so they could be stacked on top of each other, and so the person in the cell would never be able to be comfortable. It's like the Iron Maiden. Yeah, that's but, like the stand prison. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I had that dark thought. I just want to share that with the audience. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so I ruled entertainment, and um, I, I finally got through the game that I wanted to talk about, and I said fuck that we're gonna save that for another time <laughs> um so uh well only because so I'm trying to save that one for a technology bit okay that I'm coming up for because I want to talk about uh because there's some really interesting science behind that game that's not fully addressed but I think I have an idea as to how things work so but that I'll talk about on a later date what I am gonna talk about though is uh I recently went on a trip I went on a trip to Utah and that, that trip was very eventful <laughs> to say the least um but the reason why i went down there and i can't remember if i told you why i was going did i ever tell you why i was going down to utah you didn't tell me you were going to utah (laughs) let alone why you were going so okay (laughs) so that means (laughs) so okay um did you ever find out why i went to utah i did okay um and why was that because you went to Evermore. Because I went to freaking Evermore. And so I'm actually going to talk about Evermore because there's not a lot of information on the internet. No, there really isn't. There really is not. And I even tried to look up the history of Evermore and I couldn't find jack shit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what it is, what's about, what things you can find, and how fucking fantastic it is. Because I had a blast and I cannot wait to go back. I want to go back so bad. <laughs> In fact, I found out that um, Jules' uh, uh, new dad, Dave, right... <laughs> And uh, his daughter are going to Evermore after we just got back. I'm like, well, take me though, <laughs> because it's, it's so cool. So so here's how he her can't travel work. with you anymore. He's senior. Uh, Evermore is I'm gonna in. The, I think this is the most appropriate way to 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 talk about it. It's as if D and D, like the actual imaginative part of it, came to full life and was like Disney. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm saying some really high things, but I think I think it meets all the high standards I just placed there. So what it is, is it's a park in Utah, and it's a fairly big park. It's several acres, but it's it's quite massive, and you have all these different uh, venues. And what it is, is when you go inside there, your goal is to complete a quest, one quest, and this first quest is... Is not hard, but that's the point of it. The point of it is to make it like some of the side quests. There are a shit ton of side quests. There are so many, and I could not complete them all. And I am so upset. I'm so upset because you literally. I'm gonna say this right now. You, as soon as you get on the park, you have to go in fast and hard the entire time, or you will not complete them all. And I don't even know if you can complete them all in one go, because there are so many. Oh God. Yeah, and that was was all So I'm like, I'm like, we have plenty of time. So I, I was there with my girlfriend, and we we went around and I was like, I was like, let's just go explore for a little bit. Let's not, and she's like, no, you have to do these quests right now. I'm like, now nah, we'll be fine. And we just walked around. And so the first thing that happened is when we get in, they uh, set some rules. So like, you know, please be polite to characters. So for those of you here in Idaho, if you've ever been to. um my brain's said Halloween Town. That was.
0: Really oh, cool. uh, haunted world haunted or world. Haunted, yeah. the yeah. haunted woods.
1: Yeah, anything like that, right? When you have fellow <laughs> actors or characters, they interact with you.
0: At uh, Universal, like haunted, haunted or Halloween Horror Nights, they call them scare
1: Scarectors.
0: <laughs> oh, that's kind of. I thought that was spoopy. amusing.
1: Oh, hey there, my big friend. We're being visited by the oh, kids. Oh, I haven't seen you in quite some time. Um, the orange one and the black one have entered. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so uh, like you can interact with the characters, but you need to be polite, right? So like no touching or hitting mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, Which I assume it goes the other way; like they can't touch you, right? Kind yes, for the vast majority of it. I mean, they kind of pick up on body language, and like you can say some things. Um, I had some characters that got really close, like uncomfortably close to a degree. But I was clearly okay with it because I also got uncomfortably close to them. Well,
0: because I know that get Haunted World, they, they can get real close to you, but they can't touch you.
1: Right. Um, some of these characters... Uh they did, they did, um, I'll tell you about one character in particular who was literally my favorite character of all, and I need everyone that goes out to go visit her and just tell her hi for me. Um. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Who the fuck is this person? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so you go in, and the first thing I highly recommend is there is a troop. And this troop, they, their name changes all the time. It's because if you give them three gold, they will change their name for the next, Showing the next. Until someone else decides to change it. So. um, They. uh, I think they were called. The. um, Seasoned acting troupe. I don't know if I got that right. because It was just SAT. Was the acronym. Um, (coughs) And. They talked about. The history of Evermore. There's three seasons for Evermore. You have. One season. Which is about the uh mythos of evermore and it has to do with more magic in the area it has dragons right and so it has uh and, and all the actors in their uniforms and different characters come out change so you're not gonna see the same thing every time so actually mm-hmm. our seasons and so if you don't go during every season you're gonna miss out on something right um There's another one, which is about the plague, which is when we we went. So we had to figure out, like, why was the plague happening? Who has the plague? How do we fix the plague? And then uh, there's another one that's skipping my mind right now, but I know there's three. And they go there and they tell you about, like, the portal, what brings you there. And they're called Evermorians. Every Evermorian has a green necklace. um, Or it's actually, it's a clear, sorry, it's a clear necklace that has like a like spiked gem, like it's like a spiral gem in the center, but at night it glows green. Ooh. Right? So it was, was kind of cool. Was That's like, I, I went to the souvenir. I did not find any of those as souvenirs. Aww. So I'm hoping next time that they'll have some. So I'm just not sure if I just missed them, but uh, the troop will tell you about the history of more, and it's, it's about like 10 minutes long, and they actually interact with you too, so they have you do sound effects, like anytime you did the portal, you went whoosh, and uh, whenever they said Aurora, you go brrr. And so it's kind of stupid, but I, that's the thing that that's a fun thing about uh, anything that has to do with your imagination, right? It allows you to be interactive, and most of the stuff is kind of dumb or can seem like silly or campy, but that's why people love that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because it's the involvement. So they have that, they have a reptile and like uh, bird shell. Which is really cool. One of them had a they had an African hornbill Ooh. in there that the the trainers had trained from like from birth, like an actual hornbill. Yeah, an actual hornbill? hornbill, and I was up in the front row, and I watched this hornbill like literally less than a foot away from my face fly in front of me. <laughs> Zazu. But I know. I was just like, this is so freaking cool. And they had um, a giant snake, and they had some other really interesting creatures. Apparently, there is there is a warm blooded reptile, like a warm blooded. Uh, I think it's confused with modern lizards, but it's a bigger lizard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's kind of weird. I thought all reptiles were whole, blood. Blood, So yeah, You yeah, had some fun stuff. That's a fun little show. They have a tavern where they sell sarsaparilla and... <laughs> Do uh, they send other, you on a quest? <laughs> yeah, other alcohol. Do yeah. you meet
0: four random adventurers at the tavern and suddenly you have a quest? <laughs>
1: no, but there was there was uh, actually someone of uh, smaller stature, right? I don't remember the politically correct term for it. Um... Like uh the little little people? P- little people, yeah. Um, and he was hilarious because he just found a tambourine, he's like, I'm just gonna start singing a song. Hey, he stole it from one of the other characters of <laughs> the other actors and stuff, and he just started playing and he just started making songs on the fly. And they were really fun. And everyone in the tavern all of a sudden started stomping their feet and clapping their hands, and everyone starts singing along and he'd get along all going and chant, and eventually he had the other musician that he stole it from come in and he sang a song for them, and it was fun to see like it I felt very authentic organic and that nothing was While there was stuff planned there was a lot of things that were just spur of the moment and so you can tell these were seasoned actors mm-hmm. that clearly knew how to improv yeah. which is a very important school, skill in like d <clears throat> in general so or in any kind of tabletop role playing game so he brought us
0: a toy cj has Aww. has brought a cat toy and he yes. he wishes to play <laughs> <laughs> i woke up this morning and he had brought that toy to bed
1: Aww. And he had just left it there. That's this emotional support toy. He,
0: he just brings it whenever he wants to play. He carries it all over, which is funny because it's one of those like long caterpillar things on a stick. So he carries it by the caterpillar and just drags the stick behind him. That's cute.
1: Um, He's a doof. So there's that. And then I think that's really the majority of... The, the like kind of venues now there are many little spots there's like a hobbit hole area there is a dark and Fae area there's a, a, a watermill area and all of these are um centered around several characters one of which is the mayor and the mayor gives you a lot of the major side quests so let me backtrack cuz i realize i skipped something the, the you get one quest in the beginning it's very simple the first thing was i had to i had to find a character and uh, find their favorite memory. I had to get one gold, which is actually like a little rock, little gold pellet. Mm-hmm. Like imagine um, like rock candy, but a gold one. Oh, okay. Um, and then the last thing was we had to um, we had to listen to the history of uh, Evermore. So we immediately got that one off our list. And once you complete all those things, you got a little card that uh, it said that you are now on uh, an Evermoreian traveler and i was now level 1 <laughs> right <clears throat> and, I mean, it doesn't mean anything but like i thought it was really cool because you that means the more you come and anytime you complete an event you get another level, card Another so level. you can like be like yeah i'm like a level 10 evermoreian and that means like you've probably been here for a couple of years right and like i don't know like i loved all the characters there i wanted it's to really so much yeah but the, here's a cool thing the side quests give you cards and this is why I'm so bummed, because every card has a descriptor on it, and on the back it has a picture. But not a, not a fully fleshed out picture, like it's part of a bigger mural.
0: Oh, so then you and can put s- them together. Yeah.
1: And so I was really bummed out, and like one of them was a cipher. And I, and I like the only reason I know was I was walking around and I saw a little sigil. Uh-huh. And it looked really out of place, I was like, this seems important, I'm going to need to know about it later on, so I took a picture of it. And I'm walking around, and eventually I found a cipher by a tavern, it was just in the window, and I was like holy shit, there's a cypher here. And I I looked at the map, and I had to... There was no way I was going to do it. And that would have been my whole day at the park. Mm -hmm. Because there was... uh, Two, twelve... There was 20 different sigils I had to find. And each one was in a quadrant, and there was an outer and inner quadrant. So, yeah, the inner ones had two, and the outer ones had one. And I only found three. Oh, wow. (laughs) Because they were very well hidden. Um... Another one of the quests, because that was one of them, but another one of the quests was we had to find three perfectly created spider webs with happy spiders in it. And we're like, okay, this shouldn't be hard to do at all. Cause like I know what fake spider webs look like. They're not fucking fake spiders. We had to find legit spider webs. I found a spider web from a real spider that was about a foot and a half in diameter. With a spider that was about two inches in the middle of it. And it was real because I saw it moving around on the spider web. No, thank you. Yeah, I was like, "What?" I'm like, "You can't plan that. That means they just came up with that whole thing. They just saw spiders and they made that into an event, which cancel, me, right?" And so I was just like, "How creative? How first off, how creative do you have to be?" And literally, because you can't plan that. You can't tell it, "Hey, make a web. You gotta be ready." Okay, it's like, so there was that. <laughs> you gotta be ready. You Gotta be ready, quick. Uh, but you only have five hours. It lasts from. 6 until 11 which is why there's not a lot of time because each one of those events I mentioned like the, the storytelling and the other thing I mean you don't have to go to the reptile thing but that was just fun to go to but normally each event takes about 15 to 30 minutes mm-hmm. and each side quest if you're booking it you can do it in 10 minutes and we only completed I think about 5 side quests mm-hmm. and we still had a lot more that were left to do um so, by the end, we started running around, and that's what you start noticing notice. You start noticing everyone, didn't matter who they were. Some people were in, like, full, like, LARP gear, ah. right? Like, they were, like, full cosplaying, right? And uh, I, mean, I was incorrect to saying LARP gear, because LARP gear is totally different. Um, but they were in, like, full cosplay of different things. Like, I saw lots of steampunk because mm-hmm. that's really popular, right? And then I saw other people that had, like, like pet dragons and stuff on them, and they had, like, stabs that, like, that glowed. And it was really cool, because you got they to see... Like, glue. The glue. <laughs> and, but I saw people that were, like, of... that seemed like they wouldn't really have been into this. And that's what made it really exciting, was that everyone here was of different walks of life, that looked like they had different interests... But they all were having a blast. And by the end, everyone was talking. It made everyone want to talk to each other. So for those that like are socially like confused or like they don't like the social aspect of it, because everyone starts becoming in character and they all need to have... You have to talk to people. So if you absolutely cannot talk to anyone, Evermore is not for you. Because you have to talk to people in order to even... It's, it's, it's an experience. So you have to talk to everyone in order to even get quests. You have to interact with characters to get quests. complete quests um uh but yeah it was an absolute delight so i highly recommend it i plan on going i want that to be one of i want to take that trip uh twice a year i want to go once like maybe in spring and then once again in the fall that sounds so so i plan on going again many times and um yeah it all started from the man that created it it was his dream when he was five. He's like, I just always wanted to be a part of a fantasy world. And my, hope, my hope was to eventually create something that felt so real, even though it was fake, that it just helped you escape the normal day-to-day life, because day-to-day life can suck. I mean, that's I think that's why a lot of entertainers become entertainers, mm-hmm. right? It, it's escapism. Yeah. Is what it is. And so, and I really did. Like, when I was in there, I realized I, like, I forgot that I even had dealt with a whole bunch of shitty stuff earlier that day. Mm-hmm. So... Very much worth it. I think the tickets were fifty bucks. So is it's it a, any kind of, is it know.
0: a one day thing or like is
1: it could you go two days in a row? I you can go multiple days. Okay. Well,
0: I was like is it like oh, only open on Saturday or something?
1: Yeah. So um, I don't remember what the entire schedule is, but I do know that when we were leaving there, they talked. Some people talked about coming back the next day. Okay. So um, yeah, I believe it's a multiple day thing that you can just keep coming back and. Uh, the, the so person I first interacted with her name was uh, Pebbles Aww. and she was she was about uh, four feet high she had like a little splotch on her nose it was like a little red dot and uh, she, she looked like she was supposed to be portraying like, a really young girl and she had a fish in her hand and so we interacted with her, and she was what our she was helped us complete our very first quest. So we talked to her, we told her about the history of Evermore, and then we asked her what her name was and stuff, and what her favorite memory and she had this fish named Martin. <laughs> and he looked like a piranha stuffed with styrofoam. And so we asked him why, like, well, why is he your favorite memory? And her thing was uh the reason that it was her favorite memory was she was sleeping underneath a bridge one day, and she woke up and something her on the face. And she saw this fish, and she realized that it was fish at first sight. It was a really bad joke, and being like friends at first sight kind of uh-huh. thing. And then she asked if he wanted a fish kiss from Martin, and I said sure. And I shouldn't have said that because me like started getting whacked in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, like, and then he Jules got one, and I got like five. I was like, man, Martin really likes me. <laughs> and so um, that have
0: have you seen the fish slapping Monty Python? No, I don't. Oh God, come on. <laughs>
1: You're is that me. also from Flying Circus? Yes! Oh, okay. The fish slapping is, it's good. But no, it was really cute. And like, I said, I was like, I like you! You you have no fear, and this is fun. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Antonia walked by, we're like, hi, Pebbles! Aww. <laughs> so, but she was just really fun to interact with, and she made it very inviting. And, uh, so, Jules, the way we got the gold was she told a haiku. Like, because that's all she wanted. Uh, Pebbles was like, if you can tell me a haiku. And, that, and she's like, it's 575, mm-hmm. you know, like, just in case we didn't know what a haiku was. Um, don't tell me what you like about Evermore, and we'll. Get to, and I wanted to think of a really clever one, so it's like we'll come back. And Jules is like, no, we're doing this now. And I'm like, we're doing this now. And she's like, we're doing this right now. And she's like, Pebbles is like, I mean, you can come back if you're not ready. Right. She's like, no, I have one for you right now. And she just started listing mm. one off. And then Pebbles was like, Wow, that's actually really impressive. Here's the gold. <laughs> so, and then Jules changed the troop's name at the end of like she had a shit ton of gold. Mm-hmm. And so I think she called it. I think it was. Jules Entertainment Troupe. so acronym was Jet. <laughs> so yeah, really fun. Highly recommend it. It's inside of Utah. I think it's just outside of Seoul, Inside like, of Utah. Inside <laughs> of it, you have to burrow <laughs> down. <coughs> but yeah, that's all I'm talking about. That sounds super cool.
0: I know that we wanted to go there when we went to Utah last time, but mm. it was not in season.
1: I know. That's why I told Jules to us like
0: hey, we was very disappointing. It was very bummed out. But I think that. I mean, that was what allowed us to have time to be able to go on the ghost hunt, which was super cool. Yes. So. Katie.
1: A dagger. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, it's
0: it's spooky season. That is my favorite time of year. It is spooky season. It's my favorite forever and ever. I just love all the candy, man. (laughs) I love the spooky parts. Spooky parts. So I wanted, I got a wild. Yeah, you did! And. What I wanted to talk about was where and we recently had a Friday the 13th with a full moon and as a person with a black cat that can be it, I mean our cats are indoor cats but my dad and brother have an outdoor cat that is also black and they always her name is Morgan and on f- Morgan Lefay? Just Morgan. <laughs> Uh, that was actually the name that she had at the Humane Society, and my mom liked it, and she responded to it, so we kept it. Uh, but they, we always keep Morgan inside on Halloween and anytime there's a Friday the Thirteenth because people get stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I wanted to look into what the like the the superstitions behind. Uh, you know, fear of black cats and fear of cats in general. And I found a whole bunch of stuff. Awesome. But then I've I found I found a lot of stuff too that was like, this is a lie. But it was it was very weird because pretty much all of the things that said that it was like, oh, this is just a historical myth, we're all Catholic. And a lot of it stems from Pope Gregory, who was a real
1: shitball. Um well, wait. So, did Catholics have anything like a ritual? Well, so they were, They thought.
0: You and know, I, I kept finding so much conflicting stuff, and I was like, "So maybe this is apocryphal. I don't know." That's what they want you to. It's, think, Isn't that way? Right. I it's mean, it, it it was confusing. So I ended up going with something else, oh, yeah. but because Pope Gregory didn't like cats, and they had already made the attribution, the connection between like cats and Satan. They're like, yes, the cat is Satan. Or, you know, the cat hangs out with witches and they are doing devil work.
1: You well, know, cats just digs half the time.
0: I mean, ba- basically just like, oh, see these like pagans over here that are just minding their own goddamn business. You should hate them because they don't believe what we believe. And that is wrong. Um, well, duh, I don't remember. I can't remember his numbers. Um, because you know, there was like, every Pope has had like 12 of that oh, name. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, but Pope, whichever Pope Gregory number amount this was, um, his other claim to fame was the Inquisition. Ah, the Inquisition. <laughs> yeah. I was going
1: to say, was he the one that got chased out of the, actually got chased out of the church? Did you ever hear that story about like the one Pope that actually got chased away? I
0: don't, I, I have heard that story. I'll do it for a history. I don't history. know which, which one it was. Cause we, we covered a lot of Pope stuff when I did like AP Euro and Western Civ and all of that.
1: Oh, western Civ. um
0: But, so, like, the basic story of that was that they were like, yep, cats are the devil. So, like, various, like, villages and stuff were basically eradicating their entire population of cats.
1: Hmm.
0: And this was around the time of the plague. So that could have...
1: Had different outcomes.
0: Not necessarily. Like, I think the plague was going to happen regardless. Right. But it, I think that would have changed how it was spread a little bit had there been more... Um, felines around to control the rat population a little bit right? because it wasn't just the black ones that they were getting rid of they were like oh cats are all satan <laughs> get rid of them but then again this could all be apoc- apocryphal it's who's to know i wasn't there
1: right
0: <laughs> but so i've found so much conflicting stuff that i was like i i don't have the brain power to weed through all of this because after, after like three days i was like i'm i'm doing something else i can't i can't and then CJ would make these big cute faces at me, and I'm like, "Oh, Aw, little Halloween kitty." So
1: cute. Face. Who would want to kill you? I don't know, but they would die because Jax would assault them. Uh, right. I was imagining <laughs> just like being like quiet, still, fishy, just when like jumping down from the route, like scaffolding, just being like.
0: <laughs> well, that was perfect. <clears throat> when we found CJ, he was a teeny little kitten, and he was you know completely black with orange eyes, and it was October first. He's still black with orange eyes. He's just giant now. Yeah, weird. <laughs> So anyway, that was a story about cats. <laughs> there we
1: go. Uh, mean that's all you're talking. About
0: no, yet. I wanted to talk about Halloween monsters, and when I say Halloween monsters, I just
1: mean you know, horror monsters.
0: That holy shit.
1: What? I wonder if it's a year ago to get today when we recorded the. Uh, uh, what was the one I talked about? So the, the jack lantern.
0: I don't think so. No. I think we. I think that was early. Well,
1: now I don't know. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. Um, you just to me about the Halloween monsters. I don't what I talked about. Uh huh. Because that's one of our very first episodes.
0: It, it was one of the early ones. So yeah. now I'm now it, maybe it could have been around this. I, that's <laughs> okay. I will take a gander. You you continue. <laughs> um, but so I wanted to talk about monsters that are frequently seen in Halloween things that the origin of them could be attributed to various diseases. So, first, we're going to look at werewolves. Oh, go ahead.
1: That was episode seven.
0: When did we record episode seven? I don't know, but
1: we released it on January 24th.
0: Hang on, I'm going to look at a calendar. Seven? No, I I think that one would have been recorded in October. I think it would have been, like, the first one in October, I think. yeah, maybe. Um, Possibly. But, so, I mean, pretty close. Yeah. Um, So, anyway, werewolves.
1: Werewolves! (laughs) Oh, yeah, because I think that's what brought it up. is was because there was a story about, like, uh, the jack-o'-lanterns uh, being attributed to warding off vampires. <gasps> right, and, like, oh, yeah. Was, that was the little last thing I said. Okay.
0: So, one of the possible. And things like werewolves and vampires, basically, like, every culture around the world has some sort of variation mm-hmm. of these creatures, which I think is super interesting.
1: When we say werewolves. We like is that like the lycanthropes, like the person transitioning into a yes. Okay,
0: so that could stem from hypertrichosis, which is aptly named the werewolf disease, and that is the condition where that causes excessive hair growth all over the body. Oh, so and like think about like pictures of the Wolfman. Uh huh. That yeah. that kind of uh-huh. yeah. Well, um, no, like, I think if you actually just look up pictures of the wolfman, it'll have pictures of an actual dude that had uh, hypertrichosis, where you just, hair everywhere. Uh, kind of, like, Cousin It style. He'll stay warm in the winter, though. I, it, it's true. <laughs> um, it can be congenital, so it can be, you know, inherited. Or it can be acquired as a side effect of, like, a drug or food, possibly cancer. Wells? Yeah. Okay. Um, This, like... You know how like circuses had their like sideshow, uh, you know, yeah, the like sideshow freaks and all of that. Um, A lot of circus performers had hypertrichosis, and so that was their, you know, their um, their gimmick was all of their hair. Um, And so it was just you know what they could find to, like the work that they could find was basically just you know, look at how I look, isn't that great? And then people would pay money. Um, I listened to a super interesting. I don't even remember what it was. I listened to something that was about the life of the Elephant Man. Oh. And that was, it was super cool. Cause, and that was basically how he made his living, was he was a sideshow performer.
1: Right. Didn't he, did he have elephantitis? Or no. Like, no, he had... Was like Andre the Giant?
0: No. He had uh, pro- Proteus? Proteus disease, I believe. Um, yeah, because like elephantitis is a completely different thing. Okay. Um, but anyway, werewolves. So the first ever chronicled sufferer of hypertrichosis was French, (laughs) Petrus Gonsalves. Uh, Maybe not French. No, I think he was French. And that's not important. Anyway, Uh, he was born on the Atlantic island of Tenefri in 1537. He became a star in the French court on account of his hair that covered the entirety of his face. And he even married, had a family. Um, he married a, a noble woman, So he was, you know, had power. Um, and it's believed that his life and marriage inspired the French fairy tale Beauty and the Beast. Huh. Um, but like I said earlier, stories about werewolves have existed all over the world throughout history, so... It's, I I really don't think that, you know, he was the origination of the werewolf story. Mm. But I think it's super possible that things like this could have been like, oh, I saw this, I saw this, I saw something, it would look like a man, but it also looked like a wolf. And I was really just, you know, a super hairy dude. Right. Vampires! There are a Bajillion different vampire lores Which we'll have to talk about someday Because it's well, cause, super cool
1: Because aren't there like psychological vampires as well? Like psychic vampires? Yeah Yeah there's Yeah
0: There's. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 Shout out to the Vampire Movie Club Go check that out <laughs> uh, cause it, Where do you uh, find the Va- Vampire Movie Club? On the internet It's a podcast Wherever you find podcasts That's where you can find it Ta-da Uh Yeah
1: I'm so assuming it's posted on Anchor, right?
0: yeah okay, cool. it's also hosted on anchor yeah who's um, so, a great sponsor of us <laughs> yeah <laughs> so part of the one of the originators of the vampire myth could be oh god it's it's a, like there's lots of consonants here so bear with me ithropoietic protoporphyria.
1: Run which i will abbreviate yucky. as epp
0: <laughs> That disrupts the synthesis of the heme protein from protoporphyrin.
1: And that's what. He,
0: so heme <laughs> is an essential component of hemoglobin.
1: I had a feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so good. that is what helps carry the oxygen through the blood, blood to beard. the places in the body. Right. So important. Uh, so the symptoms of EPP: first, the sufferer becomes anemic. Um, so they don't have enough red blood cells in their body to, you know, do important things because they don't have enough protein, or, or the specifically the heme protein.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so then you can do blood transfusions, which will help um, some of their symptoms, such as becoming extremely pale uh, and being extremely tired because they are anemic. Uh, so then the second part is... The protoproferians accumulate because they can't be made into heme. So that makes you sensitive to UV light. Oh. Which makes, so you've become very pale, you're very tired, and now you're very sensitive to the sun.
1: Mm. See where this is going? You've been diagnosed as a vampire.
0: (laughs) So if exposed to sunlight, the cells can actually burst and die, leading to blisters.
1: And pain. So it's like, is it similar to being, um, uh, again, I forget the politically correct term, but like albino?
0: I don't think so. Okay. I, I have not super familiar with the science behind albinism, but I mm. I don't know.
1: Okay. Um, That's because I know that normally has to do with the pigmentation of their skin being changed. I know, this this is, is not pigmentation. This, this is very like, specific to the blood. Blood. Mm-hmm. that's so cute. That's so crazy. So because their blood is accumulating what? That they convert into heme? Protoproferians, which
0: those cannot be made into heme. So that's the issue is that, so the heme is part of the hemoglobin, which is what carries the oxygen. So they're not getting enough of that protein. So they're super weak. Right. And I would assume they're also probably, like,
1: under-oxygenated. You know, are the pro converted into heme? Is that what they're supposed to be converted into? No. Or is there just also an a increase in pro There's an increase. Okay. Um, which then leads which, to sensitivity with UV. Right. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Cool so,
0: yeah. So, the people that have EPP, they can't tolerate the sun, Um, and then in days before blood transfusions, one of the ways that they would, cause you know, blood transfusions weren't just a a done thing like a bajillion years ago. So what they would do is they would drink animal blood to help alleviate their symptoms. So now you have someone who's sensitive to the sun, they're pale and tired and they're drinking blood. Huh?
1: Hmm.
0: Um, let's see. That's one way to get in, yeah. Doctors at Boston's Children's Hospital described it as something very similar to the Eastern European tales of a vampire. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, everybody who's familiar with vampires has of course heard of Dracula. Uh, he was a real person, but not like the stories Dracula. As in like um, he was a Romanian prince. I can't remember if he was Lord Dracul. Or maybe just Prince Stracoul. Either way, he was a real dude. Um, he could have been inspired by him. Um, there's all like Vlad the Impaler, mm-hmm. you know, all of that fun things. Um, he probably didn't have anything to do with this. Um, we don't believe that he suffered from EPP or anything like that. Um, but he was just like bloodthirsty as a person. Not, like, bloodthirsty as I need this to survive. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's just, like, in, like, lore and literature, those have kind of become merged together where they have that bloodthirsty nature, but also they need it to live.
1: Right. So that's Uh, a semblance of true history with, like...
0: Yeah, sort of, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So then something else that could also play into that lore is rabies. Mm-hmm. When the rabies virus begins to attack the central nervous system, it can cause insomnia. So then you have that person that's awake during the nighttime. Oh. Um, it can cause insomnia, as well as agitation and dementia. Um, and that can... The agitation and dementia can can cause the victim to become agitated and... not agitated, um... violent. And... That um, could cause them to attack people because they're not all there. Mm-hmm. Additionally, bright lights, water, uh, strong smells, and um, they can trigger muscle spasm. So
1: Garlic <coughs> like, is that what you uh-huh. mean? okay? Um,
0: and. and it said mirrors, but it didn't give any explanation as to why a mirror. Would, ah, Chanel number five. <laughs> like I don't know why a mirror would trigger trigger a muscle spasm. It didn't give any additional. Hmm. Like I couldn't find any explanation for that, so I was like, mm, 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 okay, I mean, it's like light being reflected. I mean that's possible because if you're if you're sensitive to bright light,
1: right? That's like reflecting, but, yeah. Can, okay.
0: Huh. Um, and during the muscle spasms, the victims can't swallow, and they will sometimes vol- vomit blood. Oh, so you can see how that could also yeah, play into the out mouth yeah now. the the vampire lore.
1: Yeah, nose forato. too. <laughs> just has rabies. Poor guy.
0: Uh, da, da da Zombies. Zombies are another popular Halloween monster, and this is actually the last one that I have to talk about. So, from 1982 to 1984, there was an anthropologist and. Anthropologist. An anthropologist <laughs> an study <anthropologist laughs> <Steady> ants. <laughs> An ant that would be an entomologist. No, no, no.
1: Ants is in, like like an
0: aunt. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> an anthropologist named Wade Davis, and he traveled through Haiti looking for the origin of zombie folklore. Uh, I found a lot of interesting things about Davis's research. Uh, a lot of it was called into question, like, the legitimacy of it. So, maybe take it with a grain of salt. I don't know. Mm. Um, but also just, like, the ethics and the literary merit of his books has been called sketchy. Suspect. So, yeah. Um, and then other... but Other... He <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> yeah. was just, like what <laughs> cat face um and then also the research that Davis's critics have used to debunk his theories has also like had people be like no that's not true so I mean it's
1: who I mean, knows disprove you with my other fake stuff
0: I mean yeah it's so who knows what's true anymore but anyways so during his research he goes to Haiti and he discovers and I uh, Apologize if I say this incorrectly. Bokors, which are Haitian voodoo masters. Sick. And they use powders that are made from dried and ground up pieces of various plants and animals for their ritual that cause zombification. Okay. Um, So Davis collected a lot of samples of this zombie powder and discovered that they had ingredients that were in common. And so that was charred and ground bones and other human remains. Um... And then plants with barbed hairs, and pufferfish. So pufferfish has, oh fuck, now I can't remember what the the thing is called. Starts with a Z, doesn't it? The thing in pufferfish that the poisoned. T, t, that starts yes. with Tetra- a T. <laughs> Tetrodotoxin. Yes.
1: Yes. <That's laughs> it starts
0: with a Z. Nope. I <laughs> knew what anyway you were going for. Yeah. Uh, so Davis hypothesized that if it was applied topically, it would cause irritation. So then the victims would scratch and break the skin, allowing the tetrodotoxin from the pufferfish to enter the the wound, thereby getting it into the system. So the tetrodotoxin... <laughs>
1: you know what word that was supposed to be. <laughs> so it's just a weird top cream that kills you, is what that guy's trying to hint at.
0: N- no. Um, so like- that's... Uh, that's pufferfish's natural defense, so that goes through the the bloodstream, which then paralyzes the victim, um, slowing their vital signs, making them appear to be dead. Can it actually kill you though?
1: Like uh, yes,
0: it can. I if think you it want has. To
1: ingest.
0: I think it has to do with like how much you have and right. how it is ingested, um, mucus membranes and all that.
1: Um, mucous membranes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So it makes them appear to be dead. So then the victim would be buried, and then the bokor would dig the body up and force their zombie, air quotes, um, to do their bidding or whatnot. Uh, Davis said that the bokors that he met told him that when the victims were revived, they'd be fed a paste of sweet potatoes, cane syrup, and datura. I don't know what that is. I... So everything sounds good except for that last one. Yes, moment. I don't know what that is. I should have looked it up. I how did do you... not. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, how do you spell it? D-A-T-U-R-A. Which, that's also called the concombre zombie or the zombie cucumber.
1: It's a poisonous vespertine flowering plant. Okay. Um, and that contains... Otherwise known as devil's trumpets. Okay.
0: Okay. Yes, I am familiar with this. Um... But that contains hallucinogens that can cause delirium,
1: confusion, and amnesia. They're like ups- they hang upside down, I guess.
0: Oh, those are kind of pretty. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're kind of pretty. <laughs> ah, the devil. Yes. I mean, praise be. Well, um, like
0: belladonna is super pretty too, <laughs> but that shit'll kill you. Oops. Um, well, that was something that like Victorian women would put belladonna drops in their eyes, so their eyes would look like all pretty and dilated, and oh look, but <laughs> I'm blind now. Oh, okay. Victorian Uh, beauty. (laughs) (laughs) Beauty. (laughs) Because I've I've been looking to a whole lot of that stuff for Jekyll and Hyde. Um, Yeah, the things that people would do, there was a lot of like lead and mercury in various things that people would put on their
1: face. Uh, I love mercury, it's a great planet. (laughs) (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) But so that would cause, you know, hallucinations, amnesia. Right. Um,. And I think I think zombies the origin of that has been mostly attributed to Haiti areas of the Caribbean. Right. Um I didn't dive too much into any of the other ones that I found because I thought this was the most interesting. But yeah. So those are some possible originations for some monsters we know and love.
1: Huh. Interesting. I, um, I didn't realize there was a uh, ritual that was performed for zombification mm-hmm. that had to do with a, uh, you say voodoo? Master? Yes. Huh. Yes. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like
0: super, super excited to go to Oogie Boogie's Bash because Dr. Facilier has, like, his own treat trail and he, like, interacts with people when you walk by him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know that'll be pretty cool. I, I don't know what's all changed since I've been there last. All I know is that Small World's there, and I don't know why the hell it is.
0: Well, that's like an iconic ride. That,
1: I mean, that was made for the World's Fair. All I can think of is just their constantly staring eyes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because like I, I think when I went there the first time, I was. Fourteen. Because I was in junior high the second time I when I was in high school I that was when I was a junior in high school mm-hmm. no I was a sophomore in high school so uh so yeah so that would have been 16 because it was in the spring no it was right it was right after my birthday because mm-hmm. it's also when I got to sing Hawaiian roller coaster ride mm-hmm. in their sound booths oh with uh they had the <clears throat> movie project and we all got to sing and it'd be recorded oh that's cool I did get to keep the recording
0: well, did you know that when they, I don't remember, I don't think it was when they opened it, they did some sort of, re- I'm, I'm whatever, um, they had like seven children <clears throat> from various places around the world pour in water from, you know, the seven major right bodies of water into the, the canal. Oceans we call them, but yes. Well, there's four oceans, but there's also like seas and stuff. Oh, I guess there are seas. <laughs> they poured in uh water from those you know seven major bodies of water right. into the the canal for small world huh mm-hmm. i did not know and I, that. I feel like small world is one of those things where it's like unless you know a little bit about like the history and stuff you can't really appreciate it because like when you know kind of that stuff it's actually like really cool and it's like yeah no, it very cool. look when we go through here these these people are getting along it's because they're not real and they're made of wood. But they're getting along. <laughs> <laughs> In your dreams we can get along. And now when you go through it, there's a whole lot of like Disney characters that have been huh. added into it. So it's cool to find those.
1: Interesting. Well, I'm excited to see what they do with the Tower of Terror because I know that, that became the Guard- Guardians.
0: Guardians. It's pretty cool. I <laughs> Drop rides aren't my favorite. I used to love them when I was younger. And then when we went on this last time, I was like... Uh, that yeah, that was fine, I'm curious, but
1: I don't I'm think i need to see do it again. how my body responds to roller coasters now because I felt like an old foe when I went to Six Flags <laughs> and it's like I kept going am like, dude, I feel sick. Like, I'm like I, don't think I could keep doing this.
0: That's Six something Ritz. that Emily and I have been talking about is how, like, now as we get older, we're like we have this impending sense of mortality. She
1: <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> like wait, she I was, was when I was younger, sometimes. I used to
0: ski really fast, and now I don't. <laughs> now I ski slowly. <laughs> yeah. I'm invincible! And now we're like, no, I'm quite old and breakable. Yeah, I, I'm brittle. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm super excited to go see Galaxy's Edge. And just, I'm I'm excited.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to go, too. I, uh... I, yeah, I really don't know what I'm missing, honestly. I'm
0: going to say, I believe... Yeah, we have 27 days and two oh. hours.
1: Oh, Uh, all, uh, by the way, that plant, the the devil's trumpet. Oh, uh uh-huh. All parts of the turmeric plant are poisonous and can be fatal if ingested.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Hey, I made you a zombie. Now die again, please. No, no, you're dead. (laughs) Well, shall we, uh, shall we roll for next episode? Let us do it. So, what are you rolling here, Katie? You always have such fun new dice.
0: I have some, uh, vapor dice from the Kraken iconic Kickstarter. I don't know what they are, but they're like clear with yeah, little crystal-y. white vapor things in it.
1: Oh, okay. Like smoky dice. I got a five. <laughs> wow! Good for you. Jeez. Okay. Cool. Alright. And then I'm gonna roll my picture dice because I don't know how numbers work. A five! I also got a five.
0: Huh. Well, uh, how about stay away from like diseases and stuff and
1: Sure. I don't want to get sick. Okay.
0: (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) You get sick, I won't. We're good. I'll take the science. You take the technology. Perfect. Sweet. Well, thanks for tuning in. Come back next week to find out what the fuck we're talking about. Bye. If you've got something to say, find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash wtfpod Email us at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WTFAYTA Podcast. That's WTFAYTA, our acronym, podcast. Our music was by Decker Hinckley, and our artwork was by Kirby Morfitt.